Father, we thank you. Indeed, you are the one that divine who we are. Every other definition that is not of you concerning us, concerning our children, concerning our marriage, we reject today in the name of Jesus. Every labor that you have not given unto us, that the world has labored us with, Father, we reject today in the name of Jesus. Lord Almighty, the identity we carry is the identity you have given unto us. So we reject every other identity in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. Let us see that in his presence. Brethren, today, by the grace of God, we want to go into the word of God and share something that I've always asked myself. It's a question that I've popped up in my mind many times in my young life. And I believe this is a question that many of you may have asked yourself as well in the past. Because when I look at myself and look at where I'm coming from, what God has taken me through, the life I have lived, what I've done in my very short life, I ask myself, what did God see in me? What did God see in me to make me what I am today? Brethren, God took me from the merry clay of sin and put my me on the solid rock of salvation. I did everything the world did. I could say that I lived my life to the fullest. There's nothing, there was nothing that people of my age did at, my, at, at that time that I did not participate in. I wanted to belong to the world. God took me from the pit like Joseph. And he set my feet on the path to the palace. I was a prisoner to the flesh. But that God took me away from that entanglement of the desire of flesh. And brought me to where I am today. And that's why I asked that question. And I always ask that question. What did God see in me? That made him to, to release himself. To give me an opportunity for a new life. And as I said before, many of you may have asked yourself that question. What did God see in me? You may not have asked it directly the way it's saying like that. But the thoughts could have pondered in your heart. When you remember where you were before. And what are you now? Brethren, when I did not appreciate 
my value. When I did not appreciate who I am. When I thought I had nothing to give. God saw the value in me. And in you. As well. When people condemn me. God commended me. When people said I'm not able. God told me that I am more than able. Praise the Lord. You see, sometimes many of us, our life like that of, was, was like that of Gideon. When God met with Gideon, when he was hiding away in the wine press, and God told him, you mighty man of valor. He looked at himself, and it was like, who was he talking about? He said, I am late my father's house. And even my father's house is the least in Israel. Invariably, what he was saying that I am irrelevant. But God said he was relevant. Praise the Lord. And for somebody under the sound of my voice today, in whatever way the word has said you are not relevant, God will make you relevant. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, if you read that story very well, you realize that Gideon began to say that, you know, we have heard about what you did for our forefathers. How you delivered them from Israel, from, from Egypt. And you took them to the promised land. So all the encounter Gideon had heard about God was what he was told. He had never himself experienced God. But on that day in the one place, he experienced God. It's no longer what I was told. It's what I can see. It's what I can feel. And for somebody here today, you will experience God. In every area of your life, God will make himself true to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, it will not be just about what you read in the scripture. About what I've been sharing in the church. It's going to be a personal experience to you. Of who God is. In your life. And as I said before. For many of us. Your testimony was like mine. You have been through it all. When people thought that you can never be redeemed. He redeemed you. He gave you another chance. He reconciled you back to himself. And you may have thought in your heart, what did God say in me? And in appreciation of who God is in your life, I want to go down your knee today and just appreciate him. Look at where you are coming from. Say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for what you have done for me. If not for you, where will I be today? If not for you, where will I be today? Lord, I thank you. Give him worship. Give him worship. Give him worship. I appreciate him. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. You took me from the merry clay of sin. You gave me a new life. You gave me a new life. You gave me hope. 
I was going through the pit. I was down in the pit. You took me out. You took me out. You did not let my soul perish in, in the pit. Hey. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. When I thought I had no value, you, 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 you show yourself forth in my life. You give your son for me. That had me have life. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. When people thought I have nothing, Lord, you made me relevant. When people condemned me, you commended me. Father, I thank you. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I give you praise. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I will help you without you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Let's rise on our feet. Father, we thank you. Indeed, there's absolutely nothing we can do that can equate what he has done for us. And as I said before, the reason why we lived the life we lived before we encounter Christ was probably because we didn't value ourselves as much as God valued us. And that's why we need to ask ourselves that question again and again. What did God see in us? Because we don't follow ourselves, our our attitude towards God was detected by the way we saw ourselves. Praise the Lord. Now, if you don't know the value of something, if you don't know the value of anything, no matter how precious that thing may be, you will abuse it. You will definitely abuse it. A husband that does not know the value of the wife will abuse that wife. Severally. Until when the wife is no longer with him, he will realize what he has what? Lost. An individual does not, who does not appreciate the value of marriage We abuse that marriage. He will not give everything for that marriage to survive. He will abuse the marriage. A child that does not appreciate the value of a father we abuse the privilege of having a father. For many of us that grew home with our parents, with our father, some of us still have our, our, our parents up to today. When you reflect back about how your parents, probably your father, tried to nurture you, and how you tried to be rebellious in those days, 
you begin to thank them and say, I thank you. I was reading something recently. It says that when you are six years old, you say, I love you, daddy. When you are ten years old, the language changes. When daddy talks, so whatever. When you are 16 years old, you will say, I can't wait to get out of this house. When you are 25 years old, you begin to say, I want to go and see my daddy. When you are 50 years old, you begin to say, I wish my daddy is here now. Do you understand? Because you begin to appreciate them. The prodigal son did not appreciate the value, the privilege he had by having his father around him. That was why he said, let me go away. Let me be on my home. Until he lost the father. Until he saw himself where? Among swine. He didn't realize the privilege he had of being connected to his father. Praise the Lord. The value you are strapped to something determines how you treat that thing. If God can give himself his son for our sake, that means there's a value in me that I did not know until I found God. Praise the Lord. You know, I was discussing something with my wife yesterday. And she said something that made me laugh. You know, we were looking at the price of some goods on the internet. And there was a particular shoe she saw. <laughs> and it was so expensive. The shoe was so expensive. She said, I can't even be selling shoe at this price. <laughs> and she said something. She said, if I buy this shoe, I will not remove the price tag. I will wear it on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I will not remove the price tag. I will put the price tag there when I'm wearing it. So that people will appreciate what, I, what I'm wearing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because you can have another one of the things that not the same price. But it shows you, you know, when we attach value to something, the way we carry it is different. The way you hold it is different. Praise the Lord. No, the Bible made us to understand in the scripture we read in the book of Romans uh, 5, 1 to 8 that God loved us not because we are perfect. It's not because we are perfect. In fact, it is in our imperfect nature that he loved us. It's in our, in our imperfect nature that he loved us. He showed us love not when we are perfect. In fact, if you remember when they were crucifying the Lord on the cross, at that point, he said something. He said, Father, forgive them. For what? They know not what they are doing. Even at that point. He didn't know his love towards us never changed. I want us to read the book of Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 10. And from there, we, we see some points today about 
what God sees in us. Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. I'm reading from the message translation of the Bible. Praise the Lord. And I just want to follow this very well because it's something that, you know, whenever I thought about, I, I thought about myself and where I was, you know, I, I just thank God. Thank God. Because, brethren, they would have done, not done half of what you did. But they don't have the opportunity to reconcile back to God. They don't have the opportunity. Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. Reading from the message translation. It says, It wasn't so long ago that you were mere in the old stagnant life of sin. You let the world which doesn't know the first thing about living tell you how to live. You fill your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exude disobedience. That, 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 this scripture described me when I was in the world. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing. We felt, when we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he wrote, he embraced us. He took our sin dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all these on his own with no help from who? From us. Then he picked us up and set us down in highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now, God has Ask us where he wants us. Amen. God have you where he wants you. Amen. He doesn't want you in the club. He doesn't want you in the pub. He doesn't want you anywhere. He wants you where? In his presence. With all the time in this world. And the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all is there. Listen to this. Saving is all is idea and all is work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do what? Do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we have done the whole thing. No. We neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The work, the good work he, got, he has gotten. Praise the Lord. There's so much in that scripture. And I believe it's very, very clear enough. 
He took us from the Mary clay of sin. He saw in us what we did not see in ourselves. What the world did not see in you, God saw in us. And I'm saying this because, and I want to challenge every one of us. You know where you are coming from. When you see somebody out there who is maybe addicted to drugs, is living a life that you cannot imagine. Have in your mind that in the eyes of God, that person has what? Value. That person can be saved just like you are saved. Don't look at him and say, this one is gone. No. It is a challenge for you to reach out to that individual. Because if God did not love you, where will you be today yourself? If God had left you to continue where you are living, where you are living, where will you be today yourself? So it's a challenge for us to go out and reach out to those ones. Don't say this and like this. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. They are gone. No. They may have lived an abusive life because they don't understand that they have. A value in the eyes of God. Most of them, what is going through their mind now is that they have no hope. And the only thing they can resort to is drug, addiction. Praise the Lord. We need to be able to reach out to them. So what value did God see in me? And you can see that from the book of Genesis. Genesis 1, 26-31. You can see clearly where God has, has, has placed so much value in you. I will read from Message Translation of the Scripture again. just want to say a few things today about what God see in us. God spoke, Genesis 1, 26. God spoke, let us make human beings in whose image? In our image. In his image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the bears in the air, the cattle, and yes, at itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. Now, let me ask you a question Can you give whatever your household, can you leave your household for somebody that you don't? No, can take care of it. Can you just open your door to anybody and say, just do whatever you have, you like in there? God created everything. Do you understand? He created the whole universe and put man where? In church. That means that He knew the man has the ability, He has the what is required. To take care of things. That is the way God sees you and me. We have a value in his eyes. He says let us make man in our own image. In our own likeness. God created human beings. He created them God-like. Reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God bless them, prosper, reproduce, feel hard, take charge. 
be responsible for the fish in the sea and the bears in the air. For every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Then God said, I have given you every sort of seed bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit bearing tree, giving them to you for food, to all animals and birds, everything that moves and breathes. I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he had made. It was so good. So very good. It was evening. It was morning. It was day six. Praise the Lord. So God saw in me his own image. God saw in me his own image. See, he made us in his image. God-like. In his own nature. Just like when our parents, our, our father, our heartly father, when they see us, they see themselves. When we are hot, they are what? They are hot. And they can do everything possible to do what? To make sure that we are protected. They can do everything possible to make sure that we have the best. It's the same way with our God. With our Heavenly Father. You know, you know sometimes, you know, it comes to a stage in the, in the life of, our, of, of, of men that when a child becomes very stubborn and the parents have tried everything that they could do to, to put him or her in line, you know, to make sure that the child, you know, behaves well and they are faith. Sometimes they say, I have disowned him on her. He's no longer my child. But that is not the nature of God. Praise the Lord. That is not the nature of God. No matter how far you have gone to, God wants to bring you back to him. Let us look at the book of uh, Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49, 15 to 18. I still read from the Magic Translation. For you to know, you know, people may forget, but God can never forget you. He said, Can a mother forget the infant at her breast? Walk away from the baby she bore. But even if mothers forget, I will never do what? Forget you. Never. Look, I have written your names where? On the backs of my hands. The ones you are rebuilding are never out of my sight. Your builders are faster. Than your wreckers. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Do you understand that? When the Bible says your builders are faster than the wreckers, that means that you know they, they cannot catch up with you. They cannot catch up with you. And they said the demolitions crew are gone what? For good. That would be my portion. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The agent of destruction will never be seen in my life again. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Look up, look around, look where. See them all gathering, coming to you. As sure as I'm believing God, God's decree, you are going to put them on like so much jewelry. You are going to use them to dress up like a bride. So God will never forget you because he said he has written you in the back of his arms. And that was why wherever you were before you gave your life to Christ, God was waiting for you to come back. The prodigal child, when he left the father, he left for a long time. And when he was about to come back, he was afraid. He said, let me go back to my father. He said, let him make me one of his servants. I'm not deserving to be called his son again. You know, there was a song that one of our brothers sang when I was still in Doha. I don't know that song very well. It talks about the father. That when the father saw the son coming, he ran towards him. You know, the, the, the child was expecting that he would be rebuked. But the father saw him afar off and do what? And ran towards him. That is the way God received you and me into his kingdom. When we surrendered our life to Christ, that was what happened. I would say that for every soul that is saved, that was rejoicing in heaven. That is rejoicing in heaven. I have one of the things that God will help me to do next year. Is that that downtown? They will know me differently. That downtown during lunchtime. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A lot of people walk down plus fifteen every afternoon. In fact, more than fifty thousand people walk through plus fifteen every afternoon between twelve and one. There's nothing stopping you. Something stopping me from doing prayer work every afternoon. There's nothing stopping me, you know, from meeting people and chatting them up about God. Praise the Lord. The worst he can say is that he doesn't want to hear about God. And I move on. Somebody came to my house recently. He was doing his business. And the way he was able to get a network of people that he has in the business today is by walking through plus 15. And meeting with people. So why can't I go out? Why can't I spend that time to reach out to people? I pray the Lord Almighty will help me. In the name of Jesus Christ. But God wants us to go out to reach out to soul. There are many people that if you look at their face, they look very okay. But there's storm in their hearts. Storm. Big storm. That if, they, if you sit them down and discuss with them, and they share the story of their life with you, you say, wow. And you are still alive. But when they are gaily dressed, we still told. And walking down to 15, you will not know what's going through their life. So I want to challenge all of us. We are saved. So that we may save others. The kingdom of God is marching on. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Those souls out there, there's a value in them. They have a value before God. God sees what you cannot see in them. 
and they need to be born to Christ. Let us look at the book of Matthew. Matthew 18, 12 to 14, still on message translation. And that's what we'll be using today. Because God says something here, Matthew 18, 12 to 14. Say, look at it this way. And I want you to look at it this way as I'm I'm, I'm sharing today. If someone has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders off, doesn't he leave the ninety-nine and go after the one? And if he finds it, doesn't he make for more overheat than over the ninety-nine who stay put? Your father in heaven feels the same way. He doesn't want to lose even one of these believers. Praise the Lord. There are many today that for one reason or the other, they were in Christ before. And they are no longer in Christ. My sister was sharing with me recently about somebody they met during evangelism and said she used to go to church before. But when she found out something about our religion. She refused to go to church again. Praise the Lord. Now this morning when I was coming to church, I was reflecting on the subject LGBTQ. I was driving to church. You know what LGBTQ means? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, and what? Questioning. And that, that last word struck me. Questioning. Questioning. That means they are questioning something. And wherever they get the answer, they take it on. What I is telling you and me as Christian is that if you don't have the answers for them, the world will have the answers for them. That questioning is very important for us. It shows that if we give them answers to what they don't understand, they will respond well. But if we say they are LGBTQ, mm, stay away. Then we are not going to impact their lives. That kill means that something is bothering them. They, they try to understand something. I just, 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 I was reflecting on, I said, when I was a child, when I was very, very young, as young as maybe five, six years old, and they, 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 they took us to religious school to learn about God, you know, I used to question that, other other question as a small child, who is God? See, my father born me, my mother prayed, who, who born God? I was questioning. This is the kind of question that's going through the minds of people today. They don't understand. Recently, uh, on TV, one of the guys that died in the Middle East for this ISIS is a Canadian, a Caucasian, who converted to Islam, you know, and went to the Middle East to fight for ISIS. He died. And they were asking him, the mother, how did this happen? What happened? What did you, why did he become like that? He said there was a time in his life that he was, he was questioning his purpose in life. He was searching for a purpose in life. That was what Buddha said. And he seems to find that purpose in his life. And I saw that as a failure for Christianity. 
Kimura was a Christian. Or born a Christian. But she couldn't give him the question she was, he was asking for. Purpose in life. Because she doesn't know. What she, can, what she don't know, you cannot, watch, you cannot give. And there are so many out there today. They are questioning their purpose in life. They don't know. They have value before God. I would say we should go out there and make disciples of all nations. Brethren, there's work to do. We are going to the new year. It's a turning point for us. And I want us to refocus ourselves to reaching hearts to the souls out there. Praise the Lord. They have value. God went out for you and me because he wants to protect his name. He wants to protect his name. A father will do everything to make sure that, you know, the, the child is raised up where, where we come from because they said they don't want to spoil the family's name. The same way with God, in the book of Psalm 106, verses to 8. Psalm 106, verses to 8. This summary, let's use KJV. Praise the Lord. Since we have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not their wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of their masses, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them. For what? For his name's sake. That he might make his power, might power to be known. Thank you, Jesus. For his name's sake, you have value. For his name's sake. Because he has made you in his own image. For his name's sake, you have value. Do you know he blessed them? He did not just made us, he blessed us. And whoever is blessed by God cannot be caused by man. Remember Balaam? Balaam was asked to go and cause the children of Israel. And God appeared to him. Say, the ones that have blessed, you cannot what? Cause them. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord Almighty. Say, I'm blessed by the Lord. No cause can come upon me. In the name of Jesus. I'm blessed by the Lord. I reject every form of causes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God saw in me and you a leader. He, he left everything for us. He take charge of it. Take charge of it. And the last I will share today is that God saw in you and me. You know when God created the whole life, the first day, see, the Bible says when, when he created, he, say, he saw what he did. He said it was good. The second day, he saw what he did. He said it was good. The third day, he said the same thing. But on the sixth day, when he created man, he saw everything and he said it was very good. 
you have a value before God. The people who are there, that are still questioning, that don't know their purpose in life, they have a value before God. And it is the responsibility of me and you to make them realize that value. Some people thought they don't have value. That's why they can, they can you know, drink themselves to stupor. Take drugs and forget who they are. But they have value before God. God saw in me and you something we didn't know before about ourselves. And he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. There are a lot of people today still in that darkness. Still struggling to understand and to see the light of God. Will you be willing to bring them to the light? Let's bow our heads to pray.